Welcome to Women with an F-Tub Mind. I'm your host, Ms. J. Marie. And it's not about awareness anymore. It's about doing the damn thing and ruffling as many feathers as you can. And here, we're about sexual assault, sexual harassment, domestic violence, and the lack of mental health help in our military. And we recognize it's a human issue and not just a specific gender. So just be ready for what we've got to say, because it's time to do the damn thing. Effed Up Friday has turned into something of sharing stories, sharing cases of just really anything and everything that's fucked up with the military system. So with season two, I came up with the idea of doing this thing called a round table. And it can be any topic of anything, you know, exposing the, you know, fucked up system as well. So what better way to kick it off with two of my absolute favorites who have been my biggest supporters since almost the very beginning. And today we have Lonnie, who is the author of Bottle Way and the Gaslit Hearts. And then we have Six from Canceled for Maintenance podcast. So welcome to the both of you. Hey, hey. hey. <laughs> this is gonna be the interesting part of the three of us like oh shit oh uh, you a soda <laughs> well the last time we did this fuck that was so long ago and we were on it's when we came on canceled yes it was wow matter of fact yes it was that was well that had been like yeah that was a few months ago because i remember listening to it on my way to dc and that was fuck that was back in march yeah, wow. That was long ago. And we recorded that episode like two, three weeks before it released. Oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, another little backstory. Six was my first male guest. And I think a lot of what we talked about, and we kept going full circle unintentionally. And then everybody knows with Lonnie, like we do a lot of, you know, collaboration together. So, today's topic is. One thing that the three of us love to rant about with each other. <laughs> and you know what? It, you know what we're going to call this episode? We're going to call it, Bro, Do You Even Vet? Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. I think that I think that is the perfect topic because everything that, I mean, we're all military. Lonnie's the Army. Six and I are the Marine Corps. So it's like we've got a little bit of, in all different time frames. So it's not like we ever serve, like we all have different generations that we were serving. And the bro culture, bro vet culture seems to not have changed even over time. I think it's worse. You know, and I think I have to agree with you because now with the new generation in the military, it's like they don't know how to comprehend that shit's just different in life. Yes, I, I can attest to that fully. And I think uh, social media, matter of fact, has either made it, like, it definitely made it more <laughs> spreadable, if that is appropriate for me to say. <laughs> <laughs> it really has, because you can't even, like, Sometimes people put some of the cringiest shit on social media, but at the same time, it's like you take any type of, oh my God, my dog. Um, if you take any type of picture of any sort, even just being motivated or proud, you're, you're like, you're on every single meme page, everything, just getting dogged the fuck out of, well, back in my day, we didn't do this shit. Wow. 
Yes, my dog <laughs> wants to join the podcast too. Well, bring him on. Bring him on. Oh, my kid will probably join in like 20 minutes when she realizes I'm missing. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the dog will behave compared to her. So one thing that I've really noticed too is I know, Lonnie, you and I have talked about, actually, no, all three of us have talked about this at some point, is that now that things have turned into, like, they want clout or to make business and money from people's trauma, whether that's, you know, being a survivor of sexual assault or domestic violence, or even just mental health. And that's one thing I can't fucking fathom, because it's like, what, you're not even fucking what? I don't even know how to put it into words because it's like, what the fuck? There's a lot of profiting taking place off of tragedy, especially in the veteran community. Oh, absolutely. And it's like, I think it, we did it on one episode where we talked about like the 22 a day thing. It's like 22 a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like we totally lost the mission of what that, why that even started. And now it's just basically a brand for a t-shirt or some type of merchandise. I was one of those vets when I first got out. Like, I really liked where I shouldn't say when I first got out because I hated everybody when I first got out. So it took me a little bit to get to the veteran community after I got out. And I would wear the T-shirts the 22 a day because I thought for a minute, it was like, this is a good idea because going to school, nobody knew that 22 veterans were killing themselves a day. So I thought this is a good like icebreaker. And then it got to the point where it's like, okay, everybody knows. Now what? And then people just kept pushing the shirts and pushing the stuff. And it's just like, we're literally just sitting stagnant at this point of, you want to buy a t-shirt and just keep feeding our business because people are killing themselves. Because really, when you start looking at the model of it, it's like, do you guys really want veteran suicide to end? Is that why you sit just at awareness and not prevention? Because you're making money off of this. And if people stop killing themselves, your whole business is gone. Mm-hmm. Right. It was and, uh, awareness. Yeah, absolutely. And I also I'm I feel uh the same thing about certain cultural t-shirts <laughs> that are now militarized, for instance, like Viking stuff with Til Valhalla, um, some kind of Viking skull industries kind of shit, you know. And I, I get when like I was like in Lonnie's case when I first got out and I saw this I was like hell yeah motivated you know I wear yeah. this with my silkies kind of thing and <laughs> and when the when the message kind of started to dull out and I just see more people pushing this like okay cool now what about the image it was all about the image at that point it was like it lost its cause and its message. Like Till Mahalo was great with the idea of, oh, we're going to take our donations and we're going to like give this to Gold Star families. But then it was kind of like, then everybody's just like, yeah, fuck yeah, Vikings and shit. But then nobody knew about the fact that they were helping Gold Star families. It was just like, I like horns and things. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's a good point. And that's, that's what it's turned into. That's the one thing I really like when I went on that Reverend Warriors hike. It was like, yeah, we were all like doing that kind of stuff, but the camaraderie, it was like that this is what this is about. That's what the mission started as. Like, yeah, that hike kind of sucked, I ain't gonna lie though, because it was fucking raining. And even if you are hiking and because you fucking can and nobody's telling you to do it, when it fucking rains, it sucked. 
but like everybody was like so because we were all going through something and I met so many different people that like it what that was that's the point of it the 22 a day to bring people together you know embracing the fucking suck even when we didn't have to we literally all could have fucking walked off and just said fuck it I'm going back home but we still decided to hike in the shitty weather but it's like you don't see that kind of stuff as off, especially with these big names. Like, Reverend Warriors has gotten really big, but like, that's one of the few big names that actually do anything. And I think the ones weird. that are doing stuff are pretty quiet on social media. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's happening like word of mouth. Yeah, like you need to know that it's going on because I think the ones that, like, I sent you the bracelet from DTOM uh that ranch that's up in south dakota they're not really big on social media but they're doing huge stuff up there because they they've separated themselves from that so you wouldn't even know without the whole word of mouth thing they have some stuff on facebook but like they're doing like hardcore uh, was it equestrian or whatever it is with the horses the therapy and they just got their own little thing going out there and i think the same thing happens with these get-togethers it's more localized and so these big organizations that run social media, they just stick to doing whatever's going to get them points on social media, but they're not really connected to the community outside of that. Which brings up a really good point is that people trying to be big and famous on social media or create a business off of people's like problems. And it's like, why, why, what do you get out of that? Well, you have to literally be like, mental I don't even know how to explain it like you both know where I'm going out with this one because (laughs) it's like yes this isn't this isn't about a business and that's one thing I love about working with the two of you is that your sole purpose is like putting shit out there whether it has to do with aviation or with the domestic violence or just the real culture of things because it's like none of us are in this to make money like I caught shit for it for having like books being on the author end like oh you just did that to make money off books and the first thing with being an author you make jack shit for money you get like 30 cents a book like you don't get shit because I have to pay printing costs and distribution and all that so you don't really make anything but my whole idea with when I started Cruise Corner was telling people like tell your story do this stuff well I can't tell people to tell their story if I can't walk that walk so the idea was here I'll show you you can tell your story and there's going to be hats that tell you not to, but you can do it. And so it was a matter of, I can't tell anyone to do something I wouldn't do myself. Yeah. I mean, that's why, like, when I started this, I instantly put everything out there. Like, I've been so transparent about my shit just so that that comfortability. And, like, with a book, the way that I looked at it with you with the book was that not everybody listens to podcasts. That's another way, like, people read. I didn't, I have met so many, I didn't realize how big like, it really? was, because I don't read, like, I, I literally, when I got bottled away, that was the first book I've probably read since high school, so. You're welcome, no. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no. But that's like I'm sorry, thing. it was a sad one. No, <laughs> yeah, but that's, now that you say that, yeah, but. <laughs> Debbie Downer fucking chronicles. <laughs> like, but I mean, that's another way of outreach and be like, yay, look, like I went through this. You're not alone on it. You know, you didn't fucking 
I keep saying t-shirts like I didn't just sell fucking t-shirts, but that's because it went to a fucking cause. <laughs> like All of that money, I didn't profit off of anything that I sold. Literally, the money went to the that business that did the shit for me and then the, the non-profits. Well, Operation Foxhole is still trying to become a non-profit, but organization, I guess we'll call it. But now, you know what's super weird? And this is so random, but I just realize this not realize it somebody's actually trying to figure out who i am <laughs> they really went, yes they went through my followers and tried every person that had short blonde hair they messaged and asked if they were jay marie wow that stalker much <laughs> Jesus. and it was people that didn't even follow me i have no idea who the fuck these people were and when i would get the screenshots and I would go to look at the profile, I was blocked. Which seems to be a common trend for me now. I was going to say, <laughs> let's talk about that blocked game. <laughs> Dang. For real. Like, they're trying to, they're cat, trying to catfish you and they're like, oh, my name is so-and-so. You didn't work with me. Blocked. <laughs> right. Like, oh my god. Like, you didn't, you know, I didn't get to use your name for clout. And, you know, let's throw a little fucking bitch fit about it. Like, sorry bro like our our messages don't align (laughs) right yeah matter of fact we've been seeing a lot of clout builders i think that's just the podcast community in general but we've been seeing a lot of people just trying to be friends or follow or just like to like to build clout i mean i i get the whole thing about cold calling or cold liking or just kind of like just being that conversation starter and it just sounds kind of awkward for like the first couple of whatever's but some like they flat out like am i are we just friends because i'm the cool kid in school or what's going on (laughs) that's a good way to put it but like here's my question so all these bro vets you know back to get kind of on a topic is that what what is what are all these people doing like what are you honestly doing like i got i got some backlash here lately from the episode that Lonnie, you and I did where I was like, fuck your push-ups. What are you actually doing? But it's because it's like people want to change this stigma on mental health. But like, what are you doing? What? what? I, lost, I lost half my podcast following when I did No Man of War. When it came out, I got slaughtered on that fucking episode. Really? And never had my listeners come back. Like, I'm literally pulling five to six downloads an episode now. Like, none of my shit's getting listened to because of that episode. What were they even saying? Oh, wait, never mind. I do remember that one now. I'm a victim. (laughs) Yeah, that was the one that the victim blaming. That's all I was getting at it was that, like, the main one was the same guy that came for you. And he was just like, I Ew, he, that's who that was? Like that, that was where it started, was with that guy with that whatever Marine, I guess is what he's supposed to be. Yes. Yeah, uh, but he kicked off the whole thing, uh, coming for it on my Sisu for Life stuff, where he was just kind of like, oh, you play the victim well, and da 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 And it's like, well, if you, all you got out of that episode was that, then you're stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> because it was literally just talking about like, hey, if you stop putting people down, they might actually open up and struggling and not kill themselves. And they're just like, oh, you made fun of people that go to war. Like, no, I didn't. <laughs> like, 
okay, you're just here to respond. You're not even listening to what I'm saying. So whatever. So those are the ones I especially hate because they, it's like they have a, a copyright on tragedy. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can feel bad and I can talk about my feelings, but unless you were in my circle or something like that, you're not allowed to feel tragedy either. Mm-hmm. So, so like, that's, that's all over the brovet stuff. I can talk about my demons, but you, you're a pogue. <laughs> so shut yeah. the fuck up <laughs> because yeah. it wasn't that bad. I don't know what you went through. But it wasn't that bad because you didn't go pew pew enough with us. So <laughs> you're out. Right. Like, or a- another example is one other podcaster. I mean, I'll let Lonnie put the dots together. But like oh. they'll give like this big time boohoo story, big time. And then as soon as someone says, yeah, me too. Or I have a similar story, but just not as cool. Instantly, like, well, suck it up, buttercup. Like no one cares about your about your tea party story. Like, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> it makes my fucking head hurt. So, like, when I say, what are you doing? Like, yesterday, I went to this. I signed up. Like, apparently, the course I volunteered for was a course that people were voluntold for. And I was like, what? There was, like, 80 people in this course. And they asked. They were like, how many of you actually volunteered to be here? And raised their hand. I looked around. There was three of us. <laughs> I was like. Wait, did I show up to like an AA meeting or something? Did, did I fuck up? Because I looked around, people from my old unit were like the ADCEP alcoholics. Like, that's how I was like, shit, am I, did I fuck up? Like, but what I took out of it was that I spoke up because it's the, it's the MCCS, which I can't remember what the fuck that acronym is. Um, it's like Marine Corps Community Services, I think. I don't fucking know. That sounds about right. It's something of the sort. There's so many goddamn acronyms. Whatever. Anyways, so what I did is like I thought it was gonna be some like stuff with mental health, trying to change a stigma, trying to make you know. I was just trying to learn things for doing stuff like this, and it, I was able to voice up about like my unit specifically because my unit, I literally could set fire to right now because. This week, oh my god! How do you really feel, though? <laughs> oh shit! My fucking unit. Okay, everybody knows. I'm not gonna say what it is, but everybody fucking knows. I've said it on here is that I'm gonna combat MOS. Being a fucking female in a combat MOS, holy fuck, is a whole. It's like one thing to be a fucking female marine. Then you want to add being a female marine in a combat MOS that is still fairly new. Yeah. You want to talk about some fun. So, you know, with the mental health stigma, and I guess really pissing me off because it's more of a reality for me. I've talked about my friend who committed su- or tried to commit suicide last year. And then this week, I had a fucking Marine. People didn't read my story the other day. I had a Marine that's been under my wing for about a month now. And when I first got there, this is the one thing that pisses me off too, is that if you have mental health fucking problems, you're a shitbag. Okay, well, what the fuck makes them? Something makes them a shit bag. Why did? Why are they a shit? That's that's how my mind works. I don't know about y'all, but when I hear somebody's a shit bag, then my first question is, okay, well, how did they get to this point? So, whatever. So I got to know this marine. I got to, I knew his story. You know, he went through. He ended up going to Fort Alpha, which is the psych ward. Um, I don't know if that's like a Marine Corps wide term, but it's just the term for the psych ward. Um, then he went to a treatment out in Texas. 
came back, and then that's when he got put straight into my care. So I'm like, okay, well, he's not really, either he's just a super heavy alcoholic that doesn't know how to control it or whatever. Got to know him. So he started, I started making him work more, like just keeping him distracted, keeping him whatever, just so that he didn't relapse or anything like that. And he was doing really good. I told him from the get-go when he told me his story. So I'm like, all right, look, I'll be there for you. I got you. Put in the work. Do as I ask and don't burn the bridge. And we'll, we'll be golden. I always got your back. So then we get a new fucking command. It's not even a new command. He was my old command, my old unit. He was already a piece of shit. So, but I thought, you know what? I was, I worked with him for a year. He knows how I operate. We'll be golden. Fuck no. So this Marine, they wanted him to check. Like we're all in like a checkout process because we're either getting med set or apparently I just found out the other day that half the guys I work with are all ad seps for being uh, mentally insane. And they're so open about it, too. Like, they don't, they will literally tell you, like, I'm batshit fucking crazy. And, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. Whatever. So, they wanted this one kid. There's six of us. He only wanted this one kid to have his sift turned in. Even though, like I said, we're all in the same process of checking out. He didn't get it in time, like, within, like, a three-day time frame. So, he was going to take it to the cleaners. So, his fiance left him. He's homeless, and then his account got twelve grand taken out of. Holy <laughs> shit! All in less than a week. Wow! Shit! The tell, tell me that. Tell alone. me that kid was a. Tell me that kid wasn't put on suicide watch for that. Oh, I fucking! Oh my god! I was calling probably every other hour, like throughout the weekend, because I was like, you know, you got the wife homeless, and then the twelve grand alone would put me over the fucking cliff. Like, that's a lot of money. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now they're trying to NJP him for being disobedient for not turning in his sit. Are you serious? Yes. Knowing that this kid, one, is already mentally unstable. Then he just had life just completely shit all over him. And they didn't fucking care. This kid wow. was, yeah, this kid was diagnosed with uh, bipolar personality disorder. I think that's not the correct term, but the personality, like multi-personality disorder or something like that. Uh, depression, anxiety, PTSD. Uh, there's like a couple other things because he takes, he literally takes seven medications every morning. Like, it's a lot. But, so I'm trying to, like, I could see it. So then they decided to take him out of my care for them to babysit him so that he till he turned his SIF gear in. <laughs> so I get a phone call the other day from him and he started like he was fucked up. He's like, I'm back to drinking. I can't handle these people because I listened to them. My new boss, literally, I, I started walking towards them and hurt like the butt end of the conversation but he was like, why would you want to kill yourself? Or, you know, what are you waiting on? Mm-hmm. And I just was like, what? I hope I heard that wrong. So I didn't say anything until they split up. And I had that kid come over to here, come over to me. And I said, what the fuck was that conversation about? He goes talking about me being mentally unstable and like, what's my problem? He doesn't understand, like, just to kind of take care of shit or just take care of myself, whatever. And I was like, mm, okay. Then that same boss, that same day, 
we were standing in the office and he goes, well, by the time this Marine gets out, I'm going to make sure that he's a fucking private. He's an E3 right now. I'm like, that's not something an officer should be saying out loud to people, but okay. Yeah, no shit. I mean, there was like a shit ton of people in there. And he just said this like out fucking loud to everybody. Like we all, the whole shop heard it. So that right there just showed like, all right, you've got something out for him. So I tried to warn, I tried to warn them, everybody in the command. I'm like, look, for the safety of everybody, he's either going to kill himself because I can see it. Like I could totally see the difference between the two. He's either going to kill himself or he's going to kill somebody in here. That's just what, what's going to fucking happen. And they just looked at me and one of them goes, yeah, we understand that, but SIF is more important. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? Wow. You know what? The, wait, as you were saying that, I go, he's either going to kill himself or he's going to kill everybody. I remember mm-hmm. having an, a safety brief. I'm actually not a safety brief, but a, a security clearance brief where they talk about disclosing mental health and they're saying like, they had this one soldier. I can't remember what time frame it was, but he was mentally unstable and they and his command knew about it and they'd ignored it. So he finally went off the deep end and just like took a weapon and just started shooting up the whole base. So, I mean, if you get briefed this in your S2 briefing, as you check in, how is this not like pinging off in, inside your head? Like, maybe we should like, de-arm or de-escalate <laughs> his his issue before he turns into a giant one and then our names are blasted all over it yeah it's <laughs> the fact that they're making sif of all fucking things to be worried like he doesn't even have a timeline right now for him to get out he hasn't even done the trs which is the program you got to do to get out if you don't know and he doesn't have tr didn't even get an email to schedule it yet doesn't have a five-day letter. Doesn't have shit. So there's literally no timeline. Like, his ad-set paperwork hasn't even been 100% processed yet. Like, <laughs> it's still, like, at the battalion command. So it's Jeez. like, well, I, I'm, I'm super confused. So then I get a text saying, like, I posted the text, half of the text. I didn't post all of it. Got another half saying that he feels like things are gnawing at his brain. And that something bad is going to happen. I'm like, fuck. He's like, but please don't call PMO and put me back in Fort Alpha because then that's going to be my breaking point. So I called Chaps. Because Chaps has to, like, he, he knows the situation with this Marine, whatever. And then the fact that the command's, like, totally disregarding it. I'm like, for somebody's fucking safety, take him, take him, take him under his fucking wing, for the love of God. So now that's like the next step that we're doing because they're totally disregard. Like oh, this stupid shit the other day. Oh my God. So they had a corporal that was now going to be taking care of him. That's not even like the same shop as us. Like they're not even like, he's totally somewhere irrelevant who has three assault cases and is a, sh- he's a shit bag. I worked with him. He's a piece of shit. Like he actually got all of us in trouble Oh, fuck, I can't tell that story because I give away what I do. Um, but he's now in charge of that Marine. And then I had to have a Marine picked up from TRS. I couldn't do it because I was getting shit ready for a deployment. And they told me to go fuck myself to have him help me go pick up this Marine. And then all that kid did was literally sit. They literally had him sit in a fucking corner. Like, just because. 
So I'm just like, okay, whatever. This is fucking stupid. And then, like, actually right before I called you guys, he calls me and was like, I don't feel good. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, your stomach's upset. You're overheating. Okay, mental health. Like, what's going on here? He's like, my stomach's upset. My head's fucked up. It's like, all right, you know what? I said, Chaps is expecting you. Go talk to Chaps. I was like, for real, like that, that is going to be your saving grace at this point. And so he did. So now I'm just waiting on that text because I think they're still together, but that's not here nor there, but it's just like this mental health stigma. And I took that. So the whole point why I told this story is because that course yesterday was that's where I used a moment to speak the fuck up about like, this is fucked up. This is what's really going on. This is the reality of it. And then like the instructors were like, their poor faces. <laughs> I'm like, huh? Oh, I know you guys are used to working with Marines, but shit. So, and then I told them about they didn't weren't even tracking all those four Marines that killed themselves within like literally it was like a little over a month that these Marines killed themselves, and nobody talked about it. Like there was one the parking lot literally like where our our CP is. There's a parking lot, like, kind of adjacent to it. This kid literally shot himself in the face in his car, and nothing was ever said about it. Another kid jumped off third-story balcony headfirst. Uh, the other one, had, I don't know how the other two killed themselves. Um, but, like, they weren't in my unit, but they were all, like, it, like the way where their barracks are is, like, conjoined, like, all where our barracks are for the unit. And nobody said anything. Nobody gave a shit. All I did hear, though, well, they're selfish. Well, too bad. I'm like, what the, what the fuck? That's military wide. Or uh, something like Lonnie and I would hear, right? It's like, oh, good, that's just the weak, the weak weeding themselves out. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, the trash took itself out. I mean, I reached out to you when you put up the the stuff in your story about how cruise corner came to be and that friend of mine that I was deployed with just for falling asleep on guard. Cause he had all kind of mental health issues and stuff. And, and they've, they kicked him out. No benefits, no nothing. Nobody gave a shit. It was just like this kid legitimately had problems and they just took away everything. Cause the army was what was keeping him alive. And right before I ETS, he called me and basically was just like really drunk and I told him, I was like, sober up, call me back. Let's talk this out. And he ended up killing himself and never talked to him again. That's why I called Cruise Corner what it was, because Cruise was my buddy. But that's what they do in the military, because nobody wants to babysit you. So it's they, easier to kick him out than to help him. Yeah. And so it was a lot easier to push some paperwork and say, he's a fuck up. He's a bad egg. We don't need him. Demoted him, do all this stuff, and they that started in Afghanistan. And when you're sitting in a combat zone and you just lost your pay, you just lost your rank, you just lost a lot of reasons to give a shit about people around you and yourself. And then they took his gun, they took his shoelaces, they took everything. And it's like, what is he supposed to do out here? Like, and now we have to protect him too because you guys took his shit and he's like wandering around. But it was really just this idea of like. We just want to punish you. We don't care what the issue is. We just want to punish you because you're being weak. You're being a baby. This is dramatic. And and they just shove it under the rug. And then when they get rid of you, you're out of sight, out of mind. Do what you want to do once you're out of our our care. Right. <laughs> right. 
and but wait the here's the the topsy turvy of it all when someone actually does do bad shit like fuck every student in his freaking schoolhouse command <laughs> or bang every person in the s shop just to get homie hookups for his dts paperwork or fuck because he's the the cool kid in in the group that he's like this stellar insert reason that we're gonna any any bad shit he or she did do we're just gonna pretend it never happened because they are a stellar marine a stellar soldier fucking golden warrior navy seal whatever and and they just pretend it never happened like example was your your episode with um your your latest episode where the company first sergeant matter of fact yeah just just like putting his fingers in everybody's pie for just because and then it wasn't until he became an e9 command that they finally found shit and then they only charged him for 10 counts bro (laughs) but he was so open about it too that was the creepy part he was open about the fact that he was like trying to get with these privates when I when I got to my first duty station, I was only there for like a week, and my commander came up to me and he asked how old I was, and he's like, "Oh, you're drinking age. Do you want to go out?" And it's just like, oh, "I've got that too, especially being like." I was like, "I don't drink, sir." <laughs> like, uh, no, I don't. I'm gonna get drunk on my own time. <laughs> like, yeah. not you. And then he got busted because he he was sleeping with our privates and our specialists oh and stuff. And all they did was they sent him on a like a peace mission to Africa or something. And it was like, wait, so you just took responsibility of a company away from him? He's on vacation. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. You know, like. Or- like they didn't do shit but i think his daddy was somebody up top so yeah. or or they say or they they pull the mental health card right like oh i i only diddled with these students because you know like some inner depression bullshit like some kind of childhood trauma that's not even a thing but he somehow he or she somehow blew it out of proportion and then yeah. they send their asses to like wounded warrior battalion or uh whatever the hell it is where they just hold, put them on a medical hold and they just like do like this grandmother PT or some bullshit, gaining like all kinds of benefits while the VA just hands them their golden meal ticket. And then they just <laughs> have the time of their life, like taking uh, retreat trips to freaking Cancun, Mexico or some fucking shit. And then they get out full benefits, full ride, and they still get to, and they get to where have like the blue ID card to go on base and diddle around with more fucking soldiers. <laughs> yeah, and then they get access to more. Yeah, I'm like, oh my fucking god, man! Like bass backwards. <laughs> but you could see it in the army. Mm-hmm. You could put two people in the army side by side, and they could fuck up the exact same way, and one would be out of the army within a week, and one would be promoted. Yes, it, it was all about. Okay, well, we know that, like, she did whatever she needed to do to stay, and he couldn't do what needed to be done, and so it's like, whatever, because everybody wants to, like, those are the stereotypical stories, but they do happen, which is the shitty part about it, but it was like, that's how you learned to see stuff that way, was that, like, being in the cavalry unit, there were girls that got in trouble for stuff, and they it was they would just promote 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 them and it was just like god no wonder everybody thinks at the time somebody gets promoted they're doing some nasty shit it's because of people like that that are fucking around and then they get 
all good for it. And then somebody that makes like a minor mistake, they are gone. They lose everything, their GI bill, their freaking medical. And it's just like, it's such a favoritism game. It's bullshit. Yeah. Like, like that one guest you had, Jay Marie, the, the Navy, uh, mastered arms where she was at her unit, what, like 18 months. Yeah. Oh, the canine Uh, girl. Yeah. Just like uh, under an allegation. Like I, I think, she uh, sniffed coke when all she had was just probably like the sniffles or some shit like oh she's sniffling way too much it has to be coke and they never even gave her a drug test either which was the craziest thing in the world i'm like how is that even legal (laughs) like what yeah and then and then for the for the commanding officer to not sign his name on the on the get out sheet like they made some like GS7 do it. Like, are you fucking some civilian signed her fucking paperwork? I'm like, what the how? So, so like for for everybody else who ha- who's not at all familiar with the federal government, a GS7 sounds cool, but he's about the same rank as a fucking E4. Let's just let's just put that out there. You know what I mean? So you're having like a colonel level, like get get the fuck out of my service sheet. And it's being signed by a fucking corporal. Yeah, pretty. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it because that's about as reality as it gets. And, and what 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 pisses me off, and I think I voiced this to both of you on so many levels on so many occasions, is they would say a lot of stuff like, like or very bravado stuff like, "I'm my brother's keeper, fucking sheepdog, bro." <laughs> oh my god, a uh, hunter of man and some other bullshit. But they they say all this hot shit. Like I got your six or some other craziness, but they don't. But as soon as someone comes to them with a real legit problem, like I'm just having like I'm having a rainy day or something like that. Oh, just suck it the fuck up. Everyone here is feeling just as much, if not worse than you. They'll like power scale it. Right. They'll give like this off the wall power scale, like um, some random Purple Heart recipient from fucking the Civil War lost all five of his, all four of his limbs and his stomach or some shit. Like that. <laughs> Impressive. You'll <laughs> oh, never talk that. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's like those the ones that preach the most are the ones that are part of the biggest problem, and yes. they literally will talk about mental health stigma. We're here to change it. We're here to do this. Like. Like you said, like, I've got your back and all this other bullshit. But it's like, motherfucker, what are you doing? When's the last time you actually fucking helped somebody or actually did something to give a damn? Like, how did, like, if there's one thing, there's somebody listening that if this offends you, I hope it fucking does. I hope it pokes your little fucking (laughs) right in your fucking face. And it's like, oh, my God. You lose sleep over this. Yeah, (laughs) look, I hope. Because somebody says something, like, I'm, I'm ready for it. Because, well, you know, already I'm all about ruffling little fucking feathers. That's why I keep getting blocked on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) It's your VA claim because I'm triggering you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it just, what are you, like, I can't even my fucking words until, like, I can't even use my words. Like, I don't want to do here. (laughs) Because I'm so fucking, I get so worked up about this shit. And I can't even fucking talk. You know, it's crazy. I have a podcast and can't even put shit into words. <laughs> I get twitchy when I do these episodes talking about how much shit they do. Like, what's like, I want to shake Well, because like, I tell this sometimes to my Marines. Like, they know I'm fucking joking before Karen comes after me for saying this. 
But, like, I tell them, I'm like, look, quit. I'm going to shake you like an unwanted baby here in a second. Like, <laughs> they know I'm not serious. They know it's a fucking joke. But, like, fucking bro vets, man, I want to do it. And I actually fucking mean it with them. Like, I just want to take you. And if I shake you hard enough, maybe some fucking something will rattle in that airhead and be like, oh, I'm a fucking idiot. Oh, maybe I should actually do what I fucking say I want to do. Like, Oh. You know what doesn't help with the brovet thing though is that there's a lot of people pumping it up. Oh, where it's yes. like you have these brovets that can sit there like like I'll put something out like a really long ass like I know I post way too long a shit for Instagram that are not attention spans <laughs> ready for that but like I have to explain it for a lot of people and so I'll put like this long up like thing that's like a journal thing I wrote about like reasons to not kill yourself and then a bro bet will be like yo struggling's hard and people will be like repost 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 like like yeah this guy gets it and it's like he didn't say anything except struggle hard <laughs> like it Here's one thing when people claim that they're the fucking veteran community and then people are like eat that shit like fucking cookies they're like oh i am the veteran community no the fuck you're not or you know what I just realized now that I just said that out loud. If you want a veteran community, <laughs> let's change it to the bro vet community because the shit bag shit that you do is the definition. But nobody sees it because you fucking put this little show on social media. But everybody just eats it like, oh my god. <laughs> and and I and I think you hit the nail on the head on this one. <laughs> and I feel like they uh, uh, it gets glorified a lot, right? And you and you see and you hear this a lot, like. You're almost invalidated unless you put the pretext combat into mm -hmm. it. You know what I mean? Like combat this or veteran that or uh, special operations, whatever the hell, right? I, not even a special operations operator. You were just a candidate, right? You signed up for the course and you just never went. And you just throw mm -hmm. that in there instantly. Your, your like clout level goes up by like five points. Unless you're a woman. Because I can put combat that on my shit and they're just like, yeah, but were you? Like, well, yeah. I was in the combat zone and I was supply and everybody wants to kill supply because I have your shit. But it's like, they're like, no, 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 no not combat. Well, scout, like being in a combat role and during peacetime, it's like, uh, might as well just fucking went admin at this point because it's like, we're not <laughs> doing shit. Even right. if I say I'm in this cool MOS, because I do my MOS, I fucking love my MOS. It's cool as shit, but we ain't doing a damn thing. And it fucking, this Afghanistan, like, the people that are deploying to Afghanistan, it's, like, I was kind of, like, low-key butthurt because I'm hurt, like, I'm, I'm getting medically separated. But they're not even sending, like, what I do from the Marine Corps. They're sending all these Marine Corps fucking um, units, except for my MOS. The people that are, oh, I can't say that because it'll give it away. But, Yeah. No, so it's like I can't even say it. Like even if saying I'm a combat MOS, they're like, "Well, you were you're a war dodger, you know? You can't even say that." It's like, like what war, man? <laughs> there is no I'm war. Saying, like, great shit. Nobody is doing shit since probably mm, say about like what 2016, 2017. Maybe that's pushing it. So it's yeah, like I'd say that. And you've got freaking, you know, it's so funny too. He's like, "Oh, your two ribbons are so cute." I'm like, dude, I work with like sergeants and staff sergeants that have three. Yeah, like, I, I I don't know why ribbons glorify that. So fuck off, like. And it's uh, like I'm, you're I'm almost a... embarrassed to even post shit like that. She's like, oh, 
Like nobody's I mean, doing anything. <laughs> I mean, um, I kind of, I kind of fell into that myself. But this was back when there was shit going on, where like guys would do one deployment, they'll come back with a stack, mm-hmm. like a fat stack, <laughs> and then we get put on billet B with guys that are like permanent undeployed, and you see them like having like three rockers with like a two row, and like what a fucking what a fucking war dodger hate you. <laughs> you know for for that i could understand because you're actually in the middle of some shit and here's a guy like who probably could have deployed like six times already and then here's you doing like four back-to-back deployments and you pretty much like won every award possible except for like dying <laughs> and, and and then here's like here's like a e7 or e9 like just kicking ass doing his cake ass job in whatever office and then here he is with his two rows and Three of them are like unit awards or some shit. And like, God damn it. I fucking hate you. But hey, he's the one he's the one laughing his way to the bank because he's got those rockers, you know. So well, I don't know how, how much more to be hurt. So. <laughs> That's how I felt in the reserves because I came over and I'd only been active for like four years, but I'd already had the combat deployment and shit like that. And I was up against like E7s that had never left Florida. <laughs> it was like, come on now. And they're just like telling me like, you don't understand how hard the army is. It's like, what? <laughs> really? Bro, bro, do you even ar- bro, do you even army? Have you ever been to the army? <laughs> I was in 2012 when they were definitely still blowing people and shit up. <laughs> like, yeah. And the dude's just kind of like, but like, did anything happen? Like, um, well, if, yeah. Like, if you had left Tampa, maybe you would fucking know. But <laughs> so yeah. uh, let, let me let let let's, let's reset a little bit because we're starting to cross. Uh, we're starting to croach into that brovet line. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, like uh, this kind of stuff, I feel is a little bit has its validation in some respect because you know there when there was stuff to do. Right. And then there were people who would actively try to get away from it. Right. And yeah, there was some animosity and prejudice towards that. Like, bro, like, come on, man. Like, I'm tired, too. But holy shit. <laughs> but and then you would get those individuals who, who have did it just one time and they feel like they're the glory God or they're the the returning, the hero returning alive kind of thing. And they feel like because they've been over there and that they've done something to the effect of war, that they feel validated in everything they do, even if it means being shitty. And some of them actually stick around and become senior leadership. And then they start treating everybody like that. Like, even if there was no war to be fought and these guys are like brand new into their unit, haven't been in the, in the military for maybe like just enough to pull their thumb out of their mouth. And... And then they're like, oh, you piece of shit. You you don't know nothing about the army. Like, well, obviously, because I've only been in for like three months, tops. <laughs> Thanks, top. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's like exactly how it is, too, because like you have and it just trickles down the line. Like it just like the people you're supposed to like, how are people supposed to learn when you're automatically a shit bag because you don't know shit? And then there's like this whole stigma of, well, you're not allowed to have human shit happen to you because you were you signed a dotted line. Like, yes, life does not fucking stop or forget. Like, oh, they wear a service uniform. I'm not gonna shit all over them. So here we are. Like, no, that's not how it is. So that's one thing I just don't get is the mental health. Like, civilians fucking care more about our mental health than we do about our actual brothers and sisters. 
And I will never, like, okay, yeah, they don't understand the military life, but at the same time, military life's really not that fucking hard to understand. It's more hard to understand, like, why people are so fucking shitty in the military. Like, I'm telling you, that lady's face yesterday, she was, like, appalled. Like, she's never, she was still on the suit. She's been around the Marine, like, working, like, doing that stuff for, like, almost 10 years. And it was, like, I wasn't telling her any story that's not an uncommon story of mental health. Or, you know, just talking about, like, I did. I told I told some stories that, you know, I've been told here on the podcast or had guests and everything else. And I, I really used that platform for that. And it was like, they don't understand because it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Why are, do we treat people, like, when life does shit to us that we have no control over, why does that make us a shit bag? Hurt people hurt people. Yeah, that's... Mm. That's a valid point. Yeah. And uh, what you were saying earlier about I, they signed their life away on the dotted line. I think a lot of the, the brovet attitude carries that over when they do become veterans or civilians again. And they feel they have the, this, this pedestal to stand on. Like, I am better than you normal people because I put my name on a dotted line. <laughs> I was reading a tweet today. <laughs> they you know, rare occasion I get on there and it said something like this. I got an email today that said master and retired. Maybe I should put corporal discharged. And it's like, or I'll just put, I want you to validate me because I did more than a normal person would do. And now I have mental health issues. <laughs> I, have signature. I was like, damn, that's a good point. <laughs> right. And, and, and so, like they 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 hold that kind whatever clout they could cling on to, whether they wore a uniform, whether they saw some shit, whether they they've experienced something that that hardly ever gets experienced. They'll put that they'll use that as a pedestal. I feel like they stood over people, like, oh, you don't know nothing about what it means to get shot at, or you don't know nothing about what it means to have someone yell at your face or blahzy blah, whatever the case may be. Uh, I I have a theory that bro vets are basically like the the hipster of the military (laughs) instead of like the ponytail and like the the pointy beard and drinking starbucks coffee it's like a dude that wears like the most moto high and tight has some silkies on that's either american print or some shit has like some service flag or something which he would never have put up otherwise when he was in the service and then rock some other type of stereotype that makes him sound like such a bro vet killer and he's never done anything close to that or he only did that for like a short amount of time and just wants people to give him attention. Mm-hmm. Because they weren't loved in, in the military. They just, they were shitted. They were a shit bag because for whatever fucking reason, probably because of mental health. So now they're like, oh, well, civilians care. So like you said, they're getting the attention that they thought they would get being in the military. Right. And that, that, that pisses me off to a ne- another level because there's actually individuals or people that actually are hurting and need the attention. And then as soon as they say something about it, oh, you're just trying to grab attention from us. Like, why, why are you bringing such negativity to the glory of the combat veteran? Like, what? What? Just Or just like, what's her name? Uh, Corporal Ohu. Tehu. Tehu. Tehu, yeah. When, they, when she put up her thing. Or when they put up that article and then someone commented and then even a gunnery sergeant in the article said, like, uh, people with mental health problems don't rate PTSD 
only combat veterans doing like excuse me oh i missed that part holy shit yeah it was in there i think it was in the statement and then someone else commented about it i'm like what oh hell no that's the thing and that's like one thing that i always talk about is like ptsd is i I really think it has to do with like hollywood and then you know the bro vet culture and all these different because that's what they put out like you can only have ptsd when it comes to combat because that's what we see in the movies that's how you know we just see it all over like that that's what the army tells you in in the powerpoints when they talk about mental health if they talk about ptsd it only goes back to combat typically so you learn in the army like okay if i go to war and i don't do anything i can't have it and then it carries over so the veterans that are telling you to shut the fuck up about having it are the ones that were seeing the same presentation pretty much as you and so we actually condition ourselves in the army to believe that it is the combat disorder that it's still the shell shock stuff Mm -hmm. and then like when you talk and the reason why i think also people don't tie it into when it comes to things like sexual assault or um domestic violence or anything like that is because those topics aren't trendy topics to talk about it makes people uncomfortable and that's the one thing like i love you know partnering with you especially is because it's putting making people uncomfortable that's the point to make change and to actually do something versus you know just saying shit or just like putting like a pretty little picture of you in a Mm -hmm. fucking t-shirt that says well here i am you know we can talk about it but the moment someone wants to talk about it they ignore it and it's like they don't want to associate ptsd with anything else because it's an uncomfortable topic and not trendy enough for them well so when it comes to stuff like that like <laughs> when you look at the leaders that are leading some of those conversations about like domestic violence or ptsd and they're saying like well you can't have it for that or whatever uh, it's a lot of because those are the guys that are doing it and so it's kind of like no no we're not going to talk about that topic because i just got done beating my wife before this presentation so it's like we're not going to talk about this here because they don't want that be around them because once that becomes a big topic a lot of those people at the top start getting called out for their shit Mm -hmm. there was one article i was reading i think it was one of the meme pages that posted about somebody this was a while ago and it was like people that were still in were commenting on it and saying well they don't talk about domestic violence because it's just normalized so like nobody cares about it and the fact that that somebody even said that it was normalized just like I felt like I was just stabbed. Like, I just wanted to punch somebody because it's like... It is, though, to a degree. Because, like, when I put in my stuff, like, when I said, like, the only time we would hear about domestic violence was before a long weekend when you get your safety brief and they say, Mm -hmm. don't kick the dog, don't beat your wife. If you do, just make sure, basically, don't get caught because we don't want a phone call. And that was it. And so it was just like, oh, okay, I could beat my wife if I don't get caught. So don't hit her in the face. Got it. Like, it was the way it's spoken about is just so kind of like nonchalant, like whatever, like, oh, he went to jail for beating his wife. Like we had guys, Cav Scouts that got taken out because they had beat their wives. It's just kind of like, oh, well, she probably deserved it. And they always take their buddies back because it's their brother. So it's kind of like, well, you know, she doesn't do anything. She doesn't understand what we go through. We're war fighters. And so it's like, there's all these different reasons where they feel like, it's okay or it's just like well it's part of the job because the job's hard and i have to take it out on somebody yeah and and, or like like you were talking about people would cover up for them like oh he's a stellar uh asset 
to our company, to our mission. Suck whatever. my dick on that one. Right. Oh, God. I, I'm not sure if I told you, ladies, this story, but I, I remember one when uh, I stood in an NJP for a Marine and the the reason for the NJP was uh, him and his girlfriend, who was also a Marine, got into a little shouting match and um, another Marine, um, the the air quote stereotype is dark green. So he was a, <laughs> a dark green Marine, tries to break up the fight and then he starts trading racial slurs with this kid. So that was the premise of the NJP. So why the fuck am I standing in an NJP for someone who just called somebody the N-word? That seems pretty extreme. I mean, it, it's fucked up, but I wouldn't go as far as NJP unless like they did it like like some kind of hate crime stuff. You know, like if he just blatantly called him an N-word or he's like, I'm going to freaking burn your room down, you freaking N-word or something like that, then I get it. But all I heard was, yeah, he called him an N-word and then we're going to NJP him. All right, whatever. So case was shut. It was throughout the door. It wasn't until I left the unit that I found out the reason why this Marine broke was trying to break them up was because him and <clears throat> him and his girlfriend were actually fighting, fighting like he was whooping her ass, fucking her up like some UFC shit. And the Marine came, saw them, and he's trying to pull him off her. And then they start scuffling, and all the time they're scuffling, he's calling him N-word, N-word, N-word. And I didn't, that wasn't nowhere in the NJP process. And <clears throat> how I how I found out about it is because one of his buddies decided to mouth off about it, saying, like, oh yeah, such and such, you know, he got NJP for this, but you know, he they would have gotten him for that had the had the girl not said anything about it. I'm like, say what now? Like, so. The reason why she never came forward about it, A, she was scared out of her damn life because she almost had the life beaten out of her. And then two, they had shared friends and all their friends said for her to shut her mouth, which is like some total bullshit because we talk about looking after our own, taking care of each other, <laughs> being being your brother and sister's keeper, you know, person to your left, to your right, all that other shit. And then the first thing, one of their friends get, gets into a scuffle of something bad. The first thing they do is like, yo, Please, please don't ruin his career please please just he he's a good dude you know let's just forget the fact that he whooped your ass so bad that someone else had to pull him off you you know so I'm like oh my fucking god man like at that point I'm like yeah i'm out of here man uh i don't give a fuck what i gotta do I'll, I'll freaking suck the dick and do a b-billet or some shit just get me the fuck up out of this place like if, if that kind of shit's going down and they swept that completely under the rug i'm done skis get me out of here well, that's like with mine, they were like, oh, well, he said with my domestic violence, <clears throat> they were like, well, he's a good Marine. Like they literally told my fucking. So I made a friend unintentionally that was from my ex's unit. And uh, they were talking about, well, they didn't want to ruin his career because he's about to start a whole new career as a recruiter and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, and like, what the fuck? This isn't fucking excuse that. Fuck that. He got nothing. Not even fucking paperwork. Not even a fucking negative counseling. Not that that would have made me feel any better. But the fact that he got literally nothing. Because he worked fucking hard. So apparently that just fucking excuses people for beating the shit out of their girlfriends. And that's the one thing I don't understand. We talk about the military. We're supposed to be. And I hear this every fucking safety brief. Is that we're supposed to be held to a higher standards. So don't embarrass your unit. You know over the weekend by doing something fucking dumb. 
So we keep talking about being held to higher standards and fucking accountability of each other. But when it comes to actually doing the accountability part and holding each other to the high standards that we're supposed to be held to, it's like when they actually fuck up, it's nothing that doesn't exist. They're just fucking words on a poster or a little placard card that recruiters use or some other bullshit. It's like this, the uniform shouldn't be a shield. If anything, it should have a spotlight to hold people accountable. Right. And, uh, and, and I feel that mentality, that mindset carries over when they do become civilians and they just trade one uniform for another. So instead of like whatever uh, digital print or, or uh, camis that you guys wore, now they just trade it in for some veteran owned um, brand, whatever the brand is, brand X. And then that's their new uniform. And then they use that as their shield to like do whatever the fuck it is they want. So when they like when they bash people on the Internet, for instance, um, crap, I can't forget her name. I forget her name. The one the the one who posted that TikTok video when she broke down uh, about her case. Oh, Delina. Yes. When she like when I could imagine that mindset of it is when just having a full breakdown where like you're only avenue of escape is to just post about it and those same individuals who got away with doing whatever the fuck it is they did they can talk all the shit they want because it's kind of like that's their shield they they got away with it at one point in time so they feel the person who's really going through some shit doesn't doesn't validate because it a it doesn't equate to the whatever experience they had it doesn't equate to whatever hookups they had and they feel like this person just doesn't rate to be a human Mm -hmm. that's one thing i don't get is that that's another thing like this is the brovet culture and even in active duty it's like we have to rate to feel even though that is like a human quality if my boss my old now new boss i will never forget the first day i ever met him not, I didn't officially meet him, but when he took over as platoon commander, he had us in a school circle at formation and said, look, we look out for our brothers and sisters, the ones to your left and your right. And at the end of the day, under this uniform, we're all human. And I thought to myself, like, fuck yeah, there is somebody in this command now who fucking cares, who realizes and identifies that we're fucking humans. And at the end of the day, we're, just because we wear the camis doesn't mean that shit doesn't happen. Man, I was he was like the definition of you're you're a fucking asshole. Like you truly don't care. You just say shit so you look good. Oh my god. And I feel that's a whole lot of places. I mean, you see it everywhere. Podcasts, TV shows, news news reels, whatever whatever your eyes and your ears can set their their uh their dials on. Like it, it, it sounds pretty. That's really all it is. Like, it's a cool, catchy phrase that you guys can all rally to. But when it comes time to actually get the shit done, everyone, everyone, it's one of what's that mean? Like, everyone wants to say they're this until it's time to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's like you want to do hood rat shit till it comes time to doing hood rat shit. And it's like, <laughs> like, I don't know why that of all the memes, that was the first one that popped in my fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't, I don't give a 
the bro vet thing is this whole idea of like the ones that do the podcasting or blogs or whatever that say like this saved my life this is great and then somebody else does it and they're like you need to get rid of what you do because I don't like what you talk about when it's like so you want me to give up the thing that keeps me alive is what you're basically like you want me to give up my therapy that you recognize this therapy because you fucking said it on yours like you recognize what this does for a person so you want me to quit and give it up and disappear and be alone and do all these things so that what i kill myself yes you got my six <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> right or, or or say like they 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 have issues like this, okay this is my this is my go-to right and then they bring someone else on right to kind of it's like, see, look, we're bringing this person on, right? It, it, it builds their their reputation about, oh, you know, like, <laughs> like bring them, bring them on, right? And then as soon as they hear them talk about their story, whatever, instead of like, just kind of nodding along because you don't really know what the fuck else to say because you're just so overwhelmed by their story, you start poking holes in their cheese and like. <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing well, that's like the one episode that lonnie and i did was the misinformation can kill don't try to fucking that's the thing using people's fucking trauma is clout don't have a guest on with like i i get it you want to help share their story but there are certain topics i'm not saying you have to be 100 percent educated on shit because i'm gonna tell you right now i am not i have educated myself more as i've been doing this I am no fucking psychiatrist. I am no expert at this shit. But it's like, and you don't have to go through it to like empathize with somebody. But if you don't know how to fucking talk to a victim, a survivor, whatever, don't fucking use their trauma for clout. Don't sit there and just like, you fucking got the, you know, the monkey with the fucking tambour or whatever it is and just claps. <laughs> like that's, that's just what I pictured because you can just see it. Especially, like, the one, the other podcast that, like, do YouTube videos and shit. You can see it. They don't know how to fucking handle it. And then at the end of the day, that's, like, could be almost re-victimization. I think that's how you, or re-traumatizing, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. Like It's stupid, though, how they do that. Because it's literally, it's not about the story. It's about saying, like, especially because, obviously, there's a lot of mental health podcasts out there just from, like, the veteran out like there's a lot of them and i think a lot of them what they try to do is to say that they cover all categories is go hey we got an mst survivor over here see even though they'll tear her to shit or not really have any empathy for her while she tells her shit it's just hey look we covered mst in our stuff so we can mm-hmm. get some more people come over and like our page and share it right we or, or, or like uh, <laughs> uh what you I'm, want yeah I'm going to put Lonnie on this one as well. Or like you get invited on to be a guest and the whole point of it was to kind of just extract info from you uh, (laughs) to like, uh, like, can you help me better my life because I can't do it myself? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, holy shit. So uh, an an example of like, we have no idea what the hell we were doing is when you two came on to our uh, episode on our, our podcast, we didn't fucking know anything about, mst or domestic violence to the degree that you ladies have been to so the all the time we were just like we're like giving like these little little feeder questions to kind of lead you along and then we'll just let you do the rest and like the whole time we're just in shock like i really don't know how to respond to this and, and we set it up nothing, flat out there's nothing wrong with that like if you don't understand it like i said that and you're educating yourself at the same time but the right. way that you guys like did that episode you guys like 
picked our brains to help educate also. You weren't re-traumatizing. You weren't poking the fucking bear in the wrong sense of it. Like, you were, you were also educating yourselves as well as the other listeners. But there's other ones out there that literally, like, oh, remember six, how we were talking about, like, trying not to be, like, going outside the box and making sure that conversation isn't, wow, that's crazy, kind of conversation? Yes. That's how they were treating it. It's like they were listening, but they weren't actually listening. It's like, I'm making eye contact with you. But again, have that fucking monkey in my head swinging his hands. Like, I don't know what the (laughs) fuck is going on. And I'm just like, wow, that's crazy. And I'm like, you motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah. Or or, uh, uh, this is a totally different podcast. And they had a, a, a rape victim on and she's telling her story and stuff. And then the whole thing, she's like, it's like so so did you so like as it's happening did you like tune out or something like when as it's going on like wow what a fucked up thing to ask man i mean i get it to some validation but i don't want to know what's going on in their head when they do that i mean the fact that they're even retelling this story is fucked up enough you know so you know somebody any- after my story they go but what so what was his name <laughs> like what, what- <laughs> what does that have to do with shit like can i just tell my story like do you want to know his address? <laughs> like, are you go beat it, the shit out of him, or like, why do we have to get down to like details that have nothing to do with this story in sense of like sharing information for people to understand military sexual trauma, right. domestic like- violence? Like, why do you need to know what their name was or what like what color was their T-shirt? Right. What were what were they wearing? What were you wearing? What can you say visualize this all over again can you put yourself back in that room for us and give us all the details like that's how you don't yeah. <laughs> like, talk to somebody that's been a victim of like any type of trauma you don't make them like put themselves back in that setting so it becomes real time because that's a huge trigger but whoops bro vets think triggers are weak shit <laughs> so yeah like, <laughs> flat out flat out there you or, have a trigger. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh man. And and or like when they when they volunteer the information, that's different, right? Because they're like, okay, they're going. I don't want to interrupt. Uh, I think this is a bad time to tell them to stop. <laughs> or or you kind of just um, okay, hey, let's reset a little bit. Let's take a deep breath. Let's let's uh practice some grounding, right? What are you how are you feeling? Uh how how's your vision? Do you need some water? Some shit, right? Instead of like uh, so what what do you think could have prompted all of this what what would you have done different like I don't fucking know man like I'm, I'm pretty sure they've asked that question and beat it in their head to the point of death for like the last umpteenth years since it actually happened so there was one time and it was asked what do you think was going through their head like not the victim the fucking rapist and wow. I was just like fucking my life up <laughs> I, like, I don't... Like, why would i fucking like i don't know what the fuck he's going through his goddamn head or i would have known that that was gonna fucking happen i don't fucking know he's fucked up in the head maybe that's what yeah like he said he fucked up in the head and but it's like why would you why would you ask that like how am i supposed to fucking know what my abuser's thinking in his head because clearly i don't understand it didn't see it fucking coming but here we are right and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and but but your trauma and your issues or your experiences don't equate to whatever they did. So whatever you have done could have been like some Medal of Honor worthy shit 
oh, but she is this MOS or she was from this unit or he was from this regiment or some shit. And it's instantly invalidated because you're from the superhero unit. You have done more. You have signed your life away at a higher time or some bullshit because that's just who you are. Or you believe in the Viking skull religion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you're not drinking from the skull of your enemies, your story ain't shit. <laughs> That's right. all they care about. Right. It's like a pissing contest. Like whose dick's bigger than whose of trauma? Yes. It is. It's a big dick swinging contest. Like I, I remember I remember seeing this one page where it was talking about this uh, World War One. A soldier who was Native American, and he says he was the only, the last living Native American to attain a status of war chief, which is like all these different um, highlights in your career that you had to have done. And it sounded pretty off the wall, but it was pretty ballsy for someone to even attempt to do that. For one, because that's his culture, that's his religion. And then I see all these comments that go like. Wow, this dude really just did some side quest shit during a war, just like really invalidating this dude. I'm like, fuck you and die, man. Like, like even even in the midst of someone doing some awesome shit, you still have room to talk smack. So well, that's like the Ophame Johnson book. Cause I mean, today is, you know, the the anniversary of Ophame Johnson. That every time I say that, the fucking ditty pops in my head. Ophame Johnson in 1918. Oh my god. Anyways, <laughs> people were commenting on the anniversary and was like yeah the first woman that ever got a light duty chit or the first woman to ever fall out of a hike or the first woman to ever get medically separated and then sleeping with all these fucking dudes and i was like what the what the fuck like that woman started a legacy for women to even just be able to serve in the marine corps not just fucking do any other things but just literally just to serve yeah and people are on some dumb shit. And I and I did. I creeped on all their profiles. They're all <laughs> fucking either veterans or active duty right now. I'm like, you piece of shit. I love when they're still active duty. And it's like, oh, look at you in charge of people being a piece of shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, oh, my God. I remember getting so mad. I can't remember what she was. Her last name was Kent. And she got killed in a bombing, I think, it was a couple of years ago. I wish I remembered what rank she was, but she was doing all kinds of badass stuff. And they talked about naming like a naval ship after her or something. Everybody's like, what has she done? Just because she's a woman, she shouldn't just get a after. It's like, oh my God, this woman has done amazing shit. Is that the one? Are you talking about the one that like jumped up into the like the 50 cow and just started blasting all kinds of fucking people? Like she was getting shot at oh, there was a one story people were like they thought she was a dude so they were like glorifying her but then they realized she was a woman and it was like the complete game changer and she did some badass shit like she pulled people out of the line of fire she did everything she jumped up and fucking started blasting people and it was a badass fucking story but they all thought it was a dude for some reason here she is uh cryptologist shannon kent and she got killed in syria and that was like 2019, but she was, uh, they're up against the Islamic state there and she was doing all kinds of stuff. And she was deploying along like the Navy SEALs and been in Iraq, Afghanistan, all these places and had done her time and had earned her 
shit in her title and people are like fuck her she's a woman she hasn't done anything but it's like if you looked at her sheet of like all her accomplishments it's like this is somebody that's done phenomenal <laughs> like and nobody because it was just a woman it was like there's no way she's done anything yeah she probably like, slept her way around yeah but, the, but, but it's like so that she died. Everybody dies. That was the big thing you saw. It was like, well, a lot of people die. It's not like she uh, died of anything great. And they're like, dude, she died in a combat operation. Like, what more do you want from her? <laughs> like, right. but, but you take a but you take a graze round to your ass cheek and you fucking deserve a fucking parade and shit. <laughs> oh it's, my god. Um, it's just like how now from here. Anybody's still listening to us on our <laughs> lovely <laughs> rants? I'm going to pose the question again. I've said this actually, I think, on all the ones that Lonnie, you, and I have done is question yourself. What are you actually doing to change the stigma? What are you actually doing to help? You know, I don't really like, I'm not going to lie, I don't like saying the whole 22 a day thing because of the simple fact that, like, to where the mission has gone now. It's like we lost that mission. So it's like you're we've lost every mission. <laughs> Everything is gone. Like every cause is like on a downward spiral. It seems like oh, absolutely. Like <laughs> social media has been the devil for it because that's where like oh, I can promote this, I can promote that, blah 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 blah. But what the fuck is that doing? Because I put on a T-shirt that said "Cool, twenty two a day." What the fuck is that doing? So again, what are you doing? To fucking help the problem. Are you fucking... T- Even if it's just a simple buddy check. Look, I wasn't random as fuck. But because of the shit that I did yesterday. Like just speaking up about the advocacy work. And everything else. I literally had a guy. It threw me so fucking off. But he... Because I, 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 mean, I have people reach out to me through social media. But the fact that somebody actually approached me. Because it was the first time I've spoke in person about it. And been super vocal about it in person, in front of a room of 80 people, and I didn't give a shit. But I had a guy who was in my old unit. I bar- I didn't really talk to him before this, but he came up to me and asked me, he said, with your advocacy work, that means you have resources. I said, yeah. He said, do you have resources to help a sexual assault victim? And I just looked at him. I said, is this talking, like, is this you? And he goes, yes. He's also, he- he's gay. And the only reason I knew that was because my fucked up command, I don't know if I talked about this in an episode, but there was one day we were sitting in the office and they asked this kid that like, what does he do in his off time? What's he doing on the weekends? Blah, blah, blah. And they were like, yeah, do you play video games? And he goes, yeah. And he's like, oh, you're probably on Tinder. And he's like, no, I don't really get on Tinder. So then they were like, yeah, you're probably one of those ones that's on Grindr. And then they all started fucking cracking up laughing. And the kid just looked at him like real timid. Like he's got a really passive personality. And he just looked at him and was like, yeah, actually I do. And then the commander was like, wait, are you fucking serious? And he goes, yeah. They're like, oh, like they, their whole foot went in their fucking mouth. Because it's like, they were trying to make this big joke about this kid being on Grinder, And then come to find out like he was actually gay. But that's irrelevant. Or it's shitty, but he came up to me and was like, yeah, I need help. And I don't know what to do because they mishandled the sexual assault. This kid that did it to him, did it to two other Marines and nothing happened to him with the sexual assaults. He got kicked out for a whole different reason. Wow. 
and nobody helped him. Nobody's helped him with therapy resources. Nobody's helped him with like just anything at all. And, but the fact that he, he came up to me and asked me like, I need help. Can you help me? That that just reminding me like that. This is why I do what I do. And that's why it's so important. You know, like I said, if people are still listening to this of how important your fucking voice is, you know, it's going to be scary. I'm not going to lie. I, so when I get like nervous or I get worked up, my face turns, my, my blood pressure goes up really high. (laughs) (laughs) And I can feel it, but I was like so nervous, like fuck. And then I turned around and my whole last battalion commander was standing in the very back of the room. And I'm like, shit, but fuck it. Here we are. And, uh, they didn't say anything to me. They talked to me today and didn't say anything. They were just like, how did you enjoy the course? I was super shocked. Whatever. Besides the point. But it was just the fact of, this is why I do what I do. Even if it's one person. Like, that that should make it everybody's goal to make it at least one person a day. Fuck, tell them a stupid dad joke. Make one person a day. Smile. Do a buddy check, whether it's a text, a call. You know, make plans. Like, hey, just how's your day? Whatever. That can go a long way in itself and then if somebody comes to you with a problem don't make it a bit whose dick is bigger than whose like just sometimes all somebody needs is you just to fucking listen and that's what a lot of people forget it's like a lot of the times like just listen to me like I don't need you to tell me your story I don't need like you want to give me some feedback okay but like I just need somebody to talk to and that in itself goes a whole fucking long way than more like people actually realize. Yeah. Yeah. Most dev. And like when when whenever we share uh, your y'all's um posts or stories about stuff about um domestic violence or sexual <laughs> violence, whichever. And then people who listen to us <clears throat> on our aviation side would say, Yeah, I really wish like my partner or so-and-so would have just beat me instead of just emotionally talking shit on me. I'm like, that was real random. But I appreciate the fact that you felt enough to share. And the fact that we're even able to carry this conversation means we're going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's like you were like you were saying what both you've been saying. That's all it damn takes. Just even if it's just one person whose life you've gave it that 1% better. That's 1% away from the line that would have made the difference between them being alive and dead. And I, we say this uh, in, a, in a similar but different fashion when it comes to the, the flight line or the airport. Like, I can't hold a funeral for an operation or a flight. And to be honest, I really don't care about it. What I care about is the ones who are on the line or the ones that are doing the work, putting themselves in harm's way or putting themselves through whatever they got to do to make shit happen. So it, it, all, it, all it takes, like you said, just be a decent fucking person. And that's exactly that- why I started that. Cause that's all it, it's free. It is. It doesn't cost you a fucking thing. It costs you maybe some of your time, but that's it. Just just fucking be a decent effing human. It doesn't, ugh, I don't understand why it's, it, it, it doesn't take that much, but I guess it's also the way that people are raised. Sometimes I know people, I recognize that, you know, people grew up shitty, but then they just live in that. And they think that's a validation to be shitty to other humans. Is it okay? Absolutely fucking not. But, like, one thing I've noticed is that some people are just so fucking wired, so fucked up, that's like, well, what do we do now? Like, 
Mm-hmm. <sighs> wow. That was a, you know what? I think that is a good note. That was a good one. That was a good note to end on. <laughs> I hope this <laughs> ruffles all the fucking feathers. There's one thing, like I said, if people are still listening, there is some things to take out of this that just because you wear a uniform, life does not fucking stop. Don't be a fucking dick. Like, straight up. <laughs> like, and be a decent effing human. Those are my three things. We've all been posting about the Veteran Podcast Awards and that the voting is going on for till next month. So that's the beauty of I like working with these two because we all plug each other because we all support each other, not, you know, be a douche canoe. It's one team and by themselves. <laughs> so if you haven't already, head over to it's actually in my bio and I know they uh, cancel for maintenance and Cruise Corner have been posting about it. But in the link, you can go and vote. Um, I'm personally in the true crime top Marine, uh, overall podcast and top veteran podcast. They are also, well, canceled for maintenance is in the, forgive me. You're in the leisure, leisure. one, right? Leisure. leisure. And then the Marine Corps one as well in the top veteran overall. And then you got cruise corner that is in the health and fitness. And I swear to God, I'm going to start boycotting, but you might, mo- you go <laughs> fucking vote for cruise corner and health and fitness. If there's no other thing you do, that's the one to go do. But that's my soapbox. <laughs> She's also in best army. Also yes. In best and army. best army. So, oh yeah. No, that's enough. Yes. Fucking cruise corner for both of those, especially like I said, you don't even have to fucking vote for me, but those two categories, you gotta go to you have to go to Cruise Corner. Like yes. no if fans or fucking butts about it. Don't double <laughs> or hammer wielding. <laughs> <laughs> if, okay. if if Cruise Corner gets but uh, two awards, I will buy her a Valkyrie helmet with the wings <laughs> just so she can wear it <laughs> and on her next photo shoot. Yes, I will fucking pitch in for that because fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be that person. Yes. <laughs> you got to put the sticker on the fucking veteran podcast award sticker on it or fucking whatever. Be like, fuck yeah, I got this. Suck my dick. Oh, I could do shit of all kinds. <laughs> <laughs> so, on that note, I'm Jay Marie and I got so back. Women with an f up mind is not DOD affiliated or any branch of service. We are not endorsed by any of them, even the ones that we serve in. We're just about stating our opinions, talking about the experiences, and just, how stating public records. So I just wanted to make that clear because all we're about is making people uncomfortable, ruffling as many feathers as we can, and, you know, doing the damn thing. <laughs>